undefeated lightweight prospect Anthony Romero. How you doing today, man? Uh, I know that you've been on uh, lockdown or stay-at-home order lately. Um, how's life right now? I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it uh, with my family. Um, and yeah, what, what more can you ask for? A uh, nice sunny day here. And, uh, and yeah, loving life. Has anything uh, opened up recently or is it has it been the same the whole time? Uh, this week, I believe they started to open up parks. Um, there's some stores that are open, um, but still under supervision. Like they're still watching how many people go in the stores and stuff like that. But uh, other than that, everything's pretty much the same. Trips to Walmart and and that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, I see that you've been doing some uh, teaching online via Zoom. How has that experience been? It must be kind of weird, right? When you're at home alone and then they're at home alone and you guys are trying to, you're trying to, uh, what is it, motivate them to do what they need to do. Yeah, yeah. At first it was a little bit uh, awkward. Um, I didn't really know how to approach it because I've never done something like that before. All I know is, is like how to coach and uh, and that's pretty much it. So trying to motivate someone there when I'm physically not there is uh, is tough, but I found my way to actually do it and, and people are loving it. They're enjoying it. I'm getting more and more clients, so uh, so yeah, it's it's been good so far. Maybe uh, that's something that you could continue doing, right? Because doing it from home is pretty convenient. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoy it, um, especially if there's people that are not in the area. I would love to train with them, um, someone who can't make the trip down to uh, to the gym. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm open to that. We'll see what, uh, what the future holds. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, you need to have uh, multiple incomes in this uh in this sport or in this game yeah, that, yeah. You're, uh, that you're involved in. Uh, now, I want to go back to the uh, Canadian national kickboxing team. That experience, you know, of, of being a, a striker from such a young age, how, how has that translated for you in, uh, in, in the cage? It's, it's been a great transition. I'm sure you know my story, and a lot of people watching this probably know my story. That uh, I started with martial arts throughout my whole life, and uh, going through that experience, Specifically in that sport, it helped me develop my uh, my stand up. Um, not having the option to take someone down, or even just competing in a specific rule set where you're allowed to throw knees and you're not allowed to throw knees. So just learning the discipline that it takes to understand the rule set, I think that helped me a lot. And um, obviously, like I said, being forced to follow those rules it makes a big difference. So. Could all uh, traveling around with the national team and competing in different countries, that's probably prepared you for just being in front of people, right? Because a lot of people, they can do really well in the gym, but when they get in front of people, it's like any sport, right? Some guys are good mm -hmm. on the basketball court at the park, but when they get into the gym where there's a crowd, they can't perform. Exactly, exactly. Um, I can't remember. I think it might have been Allen Iverson. I could be wrong, but he's like, we're talking about practice. <laughs> like practice is, is practice, right? And uh, it's totally different. Under the lights, it's different. Um, taking that trip, maybe even facing a different time zone, it's it's different. You have to uh, acclimatize to where you are. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a, an amazing experience. Um, I never won any championship except the the Pan Americans for for jujitsu, um, but stuff like that I think it's crucial for athletes to experience. Especially in the UFC, if you're going to some other country, you don't recognize the area. Stuff like that helps you develop as as an athlete and how to better prepare yourself for those moments. Yeah, those those experiences from a young age, 
And when people look at your record, they see seven and oh, that's all they see, really, though. They only see seven fights, but really, you have all this experience, right? And that kind of uh, could give proof to people that don't believe that you're ready for the big stage. Exactly, exactly. I've had about 10 amateur fights uh, in MMA, and then my jiu jitsu experience on top of my kickboxing experience, taekwondo competitions. Uh, so I've been doing this for a long time. And and uh, yeah, just seven and zero, but uh, it's a lot of hard work that's been done behind the scenes. Explain who uh, Patrick Cote is to you. Uh, he was he was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Him and, and Anderson Silva because that was the the one of the first fights I've seen in the UFC. And and then from then on, I, I went back to day one to UFC one and all the way. I've been a big fan of the sport, and obviously I enjoy it myself. Um, so watching that fight really. It changed my mindset on what I want to do. Uh, I always want to be a professional athlete. I played soccer all my life, and I live in Canada, and it's kind of tough to be successful in that sport. Um, so training martial arts my whole life, I saw that there's a path to become a professional athlete, and that's that's what happened. I, I saw that fight, and I changed my training. I, I stopped Taekwondo, even though it's, it's an important martial arts to train. Um, but seeing that people are training wrestling and strict boxing and kickboxing and all that stuff, it opened my eyes to better prepare myself for, for what I want to do. After that fight, I saw that, that you went to the gym, uh, an MMA, MMA gym. What was that? What was that gym? Um, yeah, so it was just here, a local uh, gym is called Modern Vision MMA. Mm. Um, big shout out to them. I'm, I'm no longer with them, but uh, you always thank people who, who bring you into the sport. And, uh, and yeah, I started there and we would do jujitsu, kickboxing, everything you need to know. And yeah, so it was, it was a great experience and going there, it was a little bit different because all these people know these different martial arts. It's not just a strict Taekwondo gym or strict karate. Like people know all different things and going in there is different experience. Um, I was training with the, the kids class at that time. I believe I was like 13 or 14. And I was pushed to the adult class, and from then on, I really enjoyed it. People uh, complimented me and said, "Oh, you're doing well. You should keep this up." And all those positive, uh, in, all that positive input really motivated me to to do something great. Eventually, you moved on and went to a, a bigger gym. Uh, you have two gyms now, right? You have Niagara Top Team and Parabellum MMA. Um, talk about yeah. stepping into those. Uh, gyms for the first time it's always a uh, you know interesting to see how fighters react to a, a new environment yeah yeah for sure uh first of all i started at parabellum mma um i trained with uh matthew Marcantonio, who's the co-owner of niagara top team and i was training with uh chris prickett my wrestling coach but that was prior before they had their actual gym um so i started training at uh, parabellum mma and the knowledge there is it's never ending. Um, I'm always humbled and sparring and, and uh, in my rounds and everything. Coaches are, they're not yes men. They're, they're trying to make you the best you can be so they don't just agree with what you're doing or everything. There's always challenges in the gym. I think this is better. I think this is better. But at the end of the day, we all agree. And, uh, and that's why I've been successful so far because of, of those guys and their knowledge. So, like I said, humbled and sparring, but uh, it shows in my in my fights. You carry the undefeated record, and people would signify that as a 
an easy road, you know what I mean? Because they just see the zero that you never lost. But there's a lot yeah. of obstacles, right? So what are some of the moments inside the cage that have improved you, but they were difficult times in the, in those seven fights? Moments, I, I believe moments where I didn't go my way. Um, prior to my last fight, I, I fought a tough guy and uh, everything was going well. But the second round, he caught me in this, I, I, believe, I can't remember exactly, but it was like a Darce or Anaconda. And, um, and everyone went silent. I remember that moment. And I, I fought out of it. Thankfully, I, I got out of it. I ended up winning that fight. Um, but I learned from that, even though I won. A lot of people say that you learn from your losses, which is true. But you can also learn from your wins. You, you look back and you see what went wrong. And if you ask my, my coach, uh, Chris Prickett, he, he sees me do that exact setup. So I learned from, from that moment. And I've been catching a lot of people in the gym with it. And now it's to the point where it doesn't work anymore because I've been doing it so many times. So I have to find ways to set it up. And that's how you develop as an athlete. Um, another loss that happened was in my amateur career. I lost to a wrestler. Uh, he competed for the Ohio Wrestling uh, University or college. And he was he was a great athlete. And I learned from that. And that was before I even compete or uh, trained wrestling. Uh, I met Chris Prickett and I've been training with the Brock wrestling team and developing my wrestling skills and, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's, I guess a few examples of how I developed as a, a fighter. That moment of the, the crowd going silent, is it like in the movies where it's like, you could hear your heartbeat and you're like very close? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard to describe when you're not actually in there, but it, it's, it's pretty much, it felt silent. Um, you don't know what's going to happen next. You can fight out of it. You might not feel it. And then you next thing, the referee is trying to wake you up or you get out of it. Mm. Um, so it was just a weird moment. I'm glad everything went well. I fought out of it. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm very thankful. Definitely. Now, your last fight, you won the title at the start of the pandemic, which uh, <laughs> most people haven't even got a chance to fight this year. Uh, was that yeah. an odd environment surrounding the event? Um. I think at that time, people didn't really know what was going on. They heard things here and there. Some states had it, some states didn't. Um, so I don't think at that time, people really took it seriously. Like, if you look outside now, people are walking around with masks. At that time, people didn't really, I guess, have much knowledge about it. So I, I know I, there was rumors that they were going to move the event. And then they had talks about not having a crowd. And then later, I believe the weekend after, um, the UFC actually canceled their event. So I was very thankful that I was able to compete in that one of the last events uh, for this year, pretty much. And um, and yeah, it was it was, I guess, nerve wracking because I really wanted to fight. I'm so close to that next step and I would be behind if I didn't get that opportunity. So, yeah, very thankful. Knowing what you know now about the, the virus when you look back at that experience, you're like, man, what were people thinking? Like just walking around, right? Yeah, it was, it was nuts. I know like a lot of people were telling me, be careful who you shake hands with. And like, even after the fight, you go and shake your co the coach's hands. Uh, people hug you on the way out and stuff like that. So it's just hard to think of like, you think like, don't shake that person's hand, but it's just natural instinct to just reach your hand out and be like, yeah, it's so weird just to pull your hand away. It feels disrespectful. Um, so at that time, I, I did it anyways. Like I shook hands just out of pure reaction. Um, and now that I, I look back, I'm like, wow, I'm so lucky that nothing happened to me or even anybody that came to watch the fight. Like, I don't know what they're doing. People are going to the public bathrooms and, and all that. 
so so yeah it's it's weird to think back that 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 uh that experience happened that that fight it only lasted 58 seconds so it's it's a pretty impressive it's almost like a shutout in in baseball i guess you go in there and you, they don't get anything on you uh do you feel like that was a a performance that you could show pe- like like the brass at many organizations and say hey this is what i'm capable of and even better than this uh you need to sign me yeah that, that's a, it's a statement that i put out there for uh for the ufc that i can i can do this i can stand with the best i can knock people out i can tap people out um when i first started in my pro career people were looking at all the decisions i had and uh yeah it sucked uh, they were dominant decisions but in reality people don't really want to watch that they want to see people go to sleep um and i started working with uh parabellum and that top team and like I said, they've been making me a better athlete, and I've been getting those finishes, whether it's a submission or a knockout, and uh, yeah, just making statements. And I'm glad that my last one was was uh, just a minute, no damage. I didn't get cut. I don't think I think I got kicked, um, so I didn't even feel like I fought the next day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could have fought like twice that night. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a big <laughs> tournament or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it readies you for that if if that ever comes up in the future. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, I want to go back to when um, you were blocked by King of the Cage from uh, competing on the Contender Series, you know, last year. Having someone take that from you, you know, did it change your outlook on the business side of MMA? Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of training partners that, that asked me about that. They asked me, like, especially some of them are starting as a, as a professional and they're like, oh, should I sign with this person? And I always say, like, read the contract read what's there because you don't know what kind of stuff they can twist on you and that's exactly what happened to me um i didn't really have any experience like i read the contract and stuff like that but i didn't know that that was an actual possibility that they could keep me for pretty much forever and not have me compete if they don't want me to and all that um and i'd be going against contract if i did otherwise um so i i learned from it and I guess things happen for a reason. It gave me more time to develop as uh, as an athlete, and I'm getting better and better. So it just gives me more time. So it's all good. I'm still young. Yeah. Well, you know, after that happened, you knocked off three in a row. So it's all good for a uh, king yeah, of the cage, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, it, I guess it makes them look better that I had all these fights with them and everything. Um, and that's not to say that there's bad blood between us. Like, I, I'm thankful they had me uh start my career with them and uh, they treated me well i had ticket sales with them they helped me and my family uh with fights and everything so um yeah they've done well obviously that happened and it's uh it's a new day so move on (laughs) yeah definitely well you know that's i think that story every fighter needs to know about you know that incident Mm -hmm. because contracts are contracts you know what i mean you got to read them. I see a lot of fighters yeah. that they don't even know what's in the contract. They just sign it because it has some money on it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm thankful. I like, uh, you know, my manager, Matthew Dodge, and he's been helping me so much, making sure that things are are happening for me. People are treating me well. Um, he's been making huge moves with sponsorships. And, uh, and yeah, I'm thankful that I met up with him and, and uh, he gave me this interview with you. So, yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, shout out to Matt, and and yeah, that's what managers are for, man. You gotta get them to get you money. That's what that's what you need. You need money to trade, man. You can't just sit yeah, there and do nothing. Sure, sure. Yeah, right. 
Now, um, I think that they lifted the travel ban to the states if you can, if you're gonna work. I guess something there was something that changed with the with the travel ban with for athletes in the United States, so you can fly into the U.S. if you're from a foreign country to to uh, compete. So I guess you're you're ready to go. You know what I mean? I don't think they're gonna have a show in Canada anytime soon. So are you looking to just hop on any show? You know what I mean? Short notice is that is that the outlook you have? Uh, my goal is to do the UFC. I know I'm so close. I, I heard talks that the Contender Series is coming up and, and all that. Um, I don't know the, the details in with that or anything. Um, and I know they're having cards coming up at the Apex and the, for the UFC and all that. So I'm down to to uh, to jump on a card like that um, or Fight Island, wherever they have the fight. Um, I'm, I'm ready. I've been training. Um, and yeah, like I'm ready to go. I, I proved my statement last time and, uh, and yeah. All right. Well, one last thing, you know, it seems like whenever there's a young prospect, a Canadian prospect, they always want to compare him or her to GSP. You know, it's like a, the automatic thought in their brain. If you follow the sport chasing the legacy of GSP, do you think that, uh, fans are too obsessed with that? Like comparing fighters with him? Uh, I think so. I think we need to like. There's no disrespect to him. Like he's been a great athlete. He's one of my favorite MMA fighters. Um, but he's had his time, just like Muhammad Ali had his time. Mike Tyson had his time, and uh, it's time to to make something new, to make something better, right? And there's a lot of Canadian athletes. I'm I'm one of them that can that can get to that next level. Um, and and yeah, so. I'm excited for what the future holds. I'm excited to show um, my nation that I can I can do this. I can prove that Canadians have the best MMA fighters. Um, and, and yeah, I'm ready for the next step. All right, Anthony, man. I appreciate the time. And uh, hopefully you do get signed uh, in the next couple of months because they seem like they're putting on shows back to back to back. And uh, <laughs> they need to fill them up, right? So why not have someone that's close by fly in and fight? So... Man, yeah, hopefully it sure. happens. Yeah, hopefully it happens for you. And uh, continue, you know, doing what you do and be safe. Thank you so much, you as well. And, and thank you for this interview.